0: Welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, DC Lundberg. Hey, gang, welcome to Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you by Rock Auto. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to Locked On Mariners on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any of the other programs here on the Locked On Network. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter as well at DC underscore Lundberg. That is L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G for those scoring at home. Today we're going to wind down our draft coverage by looking at some Mariner draft picks of the past. We'll look at how the Mariners have done in the first round historically, and then take a look at some draft anomalies, as it were. The structure of the draft has changed over the years. The big one has always been the June draft, but prior to 1987, there were three other phases. These phases of the draft did not feature the talent pool that the June draft did, although some good major leaguers came from these phases of the draft. We'll talk more about those in the second half of the show today, and focus the first half On the June draft... The Mariners' history with first-round draft choices is kind of a mixed bag, but the same could be said for most teams, probably. As I've mentioned on previous programs, the Major League Baseball draft is such a different beast than the NFL or NBA drafts where first-round picks go right into the starting lineup. Baseball is very different with first-round draft picks usually going into a short-season league or maybe A-ball or even advanced A-ball in some cases. The Mariners' first first-round draft pick in 1977, wound up being damn near a bullseye, as they took outfielder Dave Henderson, 26th overall, to conclude that year's first round. For what it's worth, their expansion partner, Toronto Blue Jays, drafted right ahead of them, and took a player who never reached the big leagues and played only three mediocre seasons in their system. 1978 Mariners first round draft pick was a miss. It was a man named Tito Nani, N-A-N-N-I, and he never reached the major leagues. The 1980s were more successful in drafting than the 1990s were. Among first rounders in the 1980s, only one never made the big leagues, and he was a compensation pick who didn't even sign with the M's. Everyone else at least made the major leagues. Mike Moore drafted in 1981, Spike Owen in 1982, and Bill Swift in '84 were the most successful draft picks in the first half decade. In 1987, the M's took an outfielder first overall, named George Kenneth Griffey Jr., out of Archbishop Moeller High School in Cincinnati. To say that this worked out okay would be the understatement of the day. The next year, the Mariners took Tino Martinez in the first round, another excellent selection. Roger Salkold in 1989, not such a good choice. The 90's were very hit or miss. Mark Newfield in 1990, Sean Estes in 1991, and Ron Vallone in 1992 all played at the major league level with varying degrees of success. Estes was an all-star in 1997. The Mariners once again chose first overall in 1993, and with this selection, they chose a shortstop out of Westminster Christian High School in Miami named Alex Rodriguez, and I'll leave it at that. Jason Veritek, Jose Cruz Jr., and Gil Mesh were the three subsequent first-round draft choices. In 1997, the Mariners' first-rounder was Ryan Anderson, a 6-foot, 10-inch left-handed high school pitcher who was touted as the next Randy Johnson. Injuries and a poor attitude derailed his career. He pitched three years in the M's farm system and was okay, but nothing much to write home about. After a five-year hiatus from baseball due to arm trouble, he attempted a comeback in 2005 in the Brewers system, but didn't pitch well at all, and his baseball career was done at age 25. Matt Thornton was picked in the first round in 98, but he wound up being nothing more than a middle reliever. No one of note was taken in the first round by the ends until 2003 when they took Adam Jones, then a shortstop, who would go on to have an excellent major league career with the Baltimore Orioles, after being sent to Baltimore as part of the disastrous Eric Bedard trade. After Jones, it's mostly a parade of also-rans. It's the Jeff Clements, Philippe Amonts, and Dustin Ackleys of the world. In 2010, the M's didn't draft until the compensation round, but they did get Taiwan Walker, who could have had a much better career if it weren't for injury problems. Ditto the M's 2011 first-round pick Danny Holson, who didn't Reached the big leagues until last year with the cubs because of a string of injuries he worked his butt off to get to the show i'm happy he finally made it even though his days as a top prospect are long gone good for him then it's mike zanino a very good defensive catcher with back to ball skills akin to a mediocre hitting pitcher he has tremendous power but generally can't hit the side of a barn one of the more frustrating the players the mariners have had in recent years his saving grace was his outstanding defense behind the plate the next pick of note didn't come until 2016 which was Kyle Lewis, who made his debut last season and was expected to start in either left or right field this year until everything went boom. Next year was Evan White, who was slated to be the starting first baseman for the M's despite never playing a game of Major League Baseball. Then you've got pitching prospects Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, and then this year's pick Emerson Hancock who as of this recording has yet to sign, but he is expected to do so. In fact, all six of the Mariners draft choices this year are expected to sign. Mariners trivia question. For a brief period from the late 80s to mid 90s, the MLB draft went as long as teams wanted it to until teams stopped picking players. What is the latest round the Mariners have ever utilized in a draft? Answer following a word from Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, all the while choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for more important things... Like keeping a roof over your head or, you know, food on the table. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpeting. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly. Directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com answer to the trivia question the latest round the Mariners have ever utilized to draft an amateur player was the 77th round in 1995 they drafted an outfielder named Shane Rowland out of Cook High School in edel georgia roland did not sign and never played professional baseball in fact he was never drafted again more locked on mariners following a word from belt bar if you've been listening to this program over the last month and a half then you already know about belt bar so i don't need to talk about it we'll get to the second half of the show right now no 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 i'm only kidding because i'm sure that not everyone has gone to beltbar.com yet which you should do They are great tasting protein bars made with real chocolate. They're low sugar, low calorie, a great between meal snack, a quick breakfast on the go, or post-workout protein boost. They're also gluten-free, and the nut-free flavors are all made in a nut-free facility. Do you remember that website, builtbar.com? Good. And what about the promo code? You can use this promo code to get $10 off your first order. The code is locked on. Remember that. Or better yet, just head to BuiltBar.com right at this exact moment and listen to the rest of the program while placing your order. Don't forget about that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get $10 off your first order. Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host, DC Lundberg. Thank you, Joey. Second half of Locked On Mariners about to get underway. Today, talking about the Mariners' history in the draft. As I noted to lead off the show, the structure of the draft has changed. Prior to 1987, there were three other phases of the draft January, January secondary phase, and June secondary phase. These three drafts were mostly populated with junior college players or high school players who graduated early, but there were, of course, some exceptions to this rule. Of the ten first round selections in the January draft the Mariners had in their history, two of them didn't sign, both of them junior college kids, and neither of those ever reached the major leagues. Only two of the other eight Mariners signed ever reached the major leagues. First baseman Jim Mailer, who was taken in 1978, and pitcher Calvin Jones, who was taken in 1984. Also in 1984, the M's selected Mike Blowers in the 8th round of the January draft, but he did not sign. He has a very interesting draft history, actually. After not signing with the M's after the January 84 draft... He was taken later that year in the June secondary phase of the draft by the Giants in the second round. He didn't sign there either and was subsequently taken in the January secondary phase in 1985 in the fourth round by Baltimore. Again, he didn't sign. He was then drafted by the Montreal Expos in the 10th round of the 1986 main June draft and he did sign there. So, if you've been able to follow along, Blowers was drafted in all four drafts that existed while he was a draft-eligible player. The talent pool in the secondary phase of the January draft was even scarcer than the main January draft. Of the Mariners' 10 round picks in that phase of the draft, only two of them ever signed... And only one of those ever reached the majors, Eric Fox, who was drafted in 1986, the final year of the secondary phases of the draft. Fox never played for the Mariners. He didn't make it to the big leagues until he was 28 years old and in the Oakland Athletics chain. Among the players drafted by the Mariners in this January secondary phase, who did not sign with the team were future Major Leaguers Charlie Kerfeld, who primarily pitched with the Houston Astros, and Bill Mooneyhan, who spent one season in the Major Leagues. The subsequent rounds of these drafts are not noteworthy. The June secondary phase, while also featuring a lesser talent pool to the June draft, had more bullseyes than the other two now-defunct drafts. In the first round of the June secondary phase, the Mariners drafted Carlos Diaz in 1979, who reached the Majors but not with Seattle, greg Briley in 1986 who was a very good fourth outfielder in seattle for five seasons and played 115 or more games three different times and in 1980 they drafted harold reynolds in the first round of this draft who would go on to be an all-star and spent seven seasons as seattle's starting second baseman and one of the most recognizable players on the team Also taken in the June secondary phase was the late Russ Swan in the second round in 1984. He didn't sign, but would eventually pitch for the M's in the early 90s. Another notable selection who did not sign was drafted in the sixth round in 1982, future Giants star second baseman Robbie Thompson, who would later coach for the Mariners. Following the elimination of these three phases of the draft in 1987, the June draft went as long as teams wanted it to. Usually in the last round, it was only a handful of teams still choosing players. In 1995, for example, there were only three teams left choosing players for about 10 rounds before the Marlins made their final choice in the 87th round. A shortstop named Brian Hout, who did not sign and never played pro ball. This was the draft where the M's finally called it quits after the 77th round, which is the latest round they've ever drafted. The latest round draft pick to sign with the Mariners was Rob Ippolito, I-P-P-O-L-I-T-O, who was drafted in 1993. And Jason Hernandez, get this, he was drafted in the 69th round. Polito pitched for the short-season Bellingham Mariners in 1994, then the Advanced A Riverside Pilots in '95 for his only two pro seasons. The Mariners' latest round draft pick to reach the majors was their 63rd round choice in the 1991 draft. And it was Charles Gibson, who didn't sign until the following May. He reached the majors in 1998 with the M's and stuck around until 2002, after which he played a season apiece in the Devil Rays, Yankees, and Astros systems before hanging up his spikes and making a drastic career change. While researching this, I found out that the Mariners once drafted a man named Brian Lundberg, a pitcher out of Glendale Community College in California. No relation, I'm sure, but I found it cool. And nonetheless, Lundberg didn't sign with the M's and later signed as an amateur free agent with the Phillies, pitching in their farm system for two seasons. No one named Lundberg has ever played Major League Baseball, but there have been about a half dozen or so minor leaguers with my name and a few more independent leaguers. That'll do it for today's show. Next time on Locked on Mariners, I will be joined by guest panelists Senator Lance Prevert, Prairie dawn and a surfboard. You will not want to miss out on that one. So remember to download, rate, and subscribe to Locked On Mariners on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you like to use. Follow the show on Twitter at lo underscore Mariners and follow me on Twitter at dc underscore Lundberg. Thank you for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Ask your smart device to play Locked On MLB upon the conclusion of this program.